The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Your hosts are Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Gisela. Well, hello, this is Gisela, again, solo. Ken Roshan is now in Miami. Uh, I'm here to present the segment with David Corbin, and it's a pre-recorded from the CEO space. I hope you enjoy. Hello, this is Ken Roshan with Amplified, live in Las Vegas with David Corbin. David Corbin is actually one of my favorite faculty people because he's crazy. I was going to say half crazy, but he's just all crazy. <laughs> so, David, I don't think we'd know each other if it wasn't for CEO Space. So, big shout out to Bernie Dorman and CEO Space for our relationship starting. Absolutely. And then uh, Mr. Greg Reed, who I guess he was identifying you when he wrote The Millionaire Mentor because he constantly brings you on stage and <laughs> says you're not, the man. I'm not admitting anything. <laughs> Okay, well, I just want to thank you for taking some time. I know you've had a full day of people picking at your brain and mm. you giving all these million-dollar ideas. So thanks for making some time at the end of the day to give a little uh, wisdom and gold nuggets to our audience. So Amplified's mission is to amplify great leadership, great messages. So since CEO Space is where we started, uh, how did you learn about CEO Space? Why did you decide to be a member and a faculty member at that? <laughs> That's really funny that you would ask that because you don't know this story. I know. Uh, one of the people that I mentored, Greg Reed, suggested that I uh, come out here and take a look at it and see what it's about. And I did a little bit of research and I said, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> really, I, I didn't think so. I mean, you know, it, it looked interesting, but it, it didn't really present itself very well. Um, so I said, you know, I don't think so. But he kept staying with me and staying with me. And I said, okay, okay, okay. If it's that important to you, I'll take a look at it. So I went into town. They sent a limo for me, but the limo didn't show up. And I thought, okay, good. I'm going to go throw some craps. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, and then the guy called me and said, and then I came here. I sat. I, I took a look at what's going on. The energy is palpable. I mean, you can cut the energy. I mean, it's just amazing. I've seen you cut it. <laughs> no, that's cut a rug. Then, but the energy was like like this little party I was at, you know, 40 years ago uh, in 1969 called Woodstock. It was that kind of energy. It was this energy of love and it, the, the energy it was unbelievable so I went whoa what's going on here and then uh, Bernie uh, uh, invited me to come back to over to his casita and we sat there and we talked and I was like oh my goodness this guy is either a psychopath or a genius and he's probably a little bit of both you know like I am you know and um, wow we really hit it off and I was blown away by his level of integrative complexity with economics, business, leadership, development, strategic planning, sequence. I was like, oh my God, this guy's the real deal. I mean, this guy had a complexity that I had only seen with just a few people 
uh, before him. And so I was extremely uh, impressed. My girlfriend at the time said, whatever you do, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Well, there I was sipping Kool-Aid out of a straw, and I've been drinking it ever since because what he's got here is magical. And he's extremely well-connected. And because of that connection, he brings the like-minded people like yourself so that we have this mindset and this mastermind almost happening every time we revisit. And, I, and I've noticed that the conversations kind of start where they last left. Like if I saw you in August, we talked about all this great stuff, and it might be that lull of two or three months, but we get back together, and next thing we know, we're talking about new problems, new solutions. So that's always exciting. So uh, tell me uh, some of your mentors that you grew up with. Well, gosh... Um it's really interesting, you know, I'm known now as the mentor to mentors, so it's as though because I got some uh, uh, gray hair in my beard and, uh, and on my chest and not much left of anything on top of my head, um, like I'm like this mentor kind of guy and I think of the people that have mentored me and I think of the people that I mentor right now and I learn from every one of them. I mean, I've learned from, I was partners with Brian Tracy for years and you know, we were business partners, but um, trust me, we were mentors of one another in different areas. And I think, isn't it true that every one of us comes together? It's almost as though the divine, uh, the divine presence puts us together for good reason. And uh, when you become that inverse paranoid, you know, who believes that the world is conspiring to help you, not conspiring to hurt you, you realize that most of the people that come into your life are there really to teach you. So my mentors have been everybody. I, I really can't single out too many people. I mean, because right now, when it comes to social networking, when it comes to so many of the things that I watch you do, you're my mentor, right? right? There's a young man I just met, and he, um, uh, he's writing a book, and what he's doing is he's, he's, he's positioning himself so that he could, you know, be out amongst some of today's top speakers. He's a young kid. He's out of Texas, I think. It's in you know, Dallas area. Courtney Bradley's his name. And this guy, he's a mentor to me because he reminds me of the power of, 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 of being tenacious and, and, and not being afraid to go after it and ask. And so this is a kid I just met at, at, dinner, at the dinner table. So... My mentors come in many different flavors, but I must tell you, having worked with Zig Ziglar for so many years, I could say Zig was one of my mentors too. Zig said, Dave, you imitate me better than I do me. <laughs> so Zig, Ken Blanchard, um, oh my gosh, there's just so many of them, it's crazy. Stephen Covey, uh, God bless him. I had the honor of meeting Earl Nightingale, um, the founder of the National Speakers Association was someone that I not only met, but oh my God, I had the opportunity to do speaker training because I, you know, I trained some speakers and stuff. Uh, Cabot Robert, oh my God. And then so many of that era of amazing speakers. So, um, yeah, I don't think I've met too many people on this planet who haven't been put in front of me as a mentor, even the SOB who cut me off uh, in the car on the way here, who flipped me off after he cut me off, he's a mentor. Why? Because in, in that experience, he taught me to go deep, to relax, to bless it and release it. Right? So, right. yeah. So I loved the way you started your talk this, uh, this time. Yes. You, you started this way a lot of times with... It's not because of the big bucks I'm being paid you know, to be here. But, I mean, you're here for six days, seven days, right? Yeah. And you don't get paid anything for this. This is your tithing yeah. of dropping wisdom down that you've received yeah. out of the goodness of your heart, but it also fuels you. It gives yeah, you... That's just it. So, yeah. so, so here's the scoop. It's very selfish for me to be here. 
Right? It's very selfish. It's like Mother Teresa. Right. She was a selfish babe, you know? <laughs> and, 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 and people go, what do you mean she's a selfish babe? Yeah, she did. She acted in her personal self-interest. She did what felt good to her. It just so happens what felt good to her was to help the indigent, to really love the indigent. And I love the entrepreneur. I firmly believe, as I, you heard me say, if we don't create 20 million new entrepreneurial jobs by the year 2020, this country is in deep doo-doo. Right. And so I believe the entrepreneur is really going to take this country back. And I'm not talking just about the Steve Jobs. And there are Steve Jobs here at CEO Space. They are the budding Steve Jobs. They will create huge enterprise. But I'm talking about the ones that are just going to be maybe solo entrepreneurs. Well, maybe they have five or seven employees, but oh my gosh. So this is part of the entrepreneurial revolution. And it makes me feel good that this great nation which has afforded me so much, which is in such deep trouble, uh, can only, in my opinion, be solved, the problems can be solved through, through cooperative capitalism and through the entrepreneur, and whatever part I can do in that, count me in, baby. 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day, seven hours, not only do I not get paid, I pay to be here. Because right. I gotta buy that food, and you know I don't even eat a lot of that food. <laughs> I, you know, I eat all the weird organic stuff, you know? So, um, but, but yeah, it is, um, very selfish for me to do this because it feels so rewarding. And I've noticed the people that keep coming back, their rewards like tip. They, oh, yeah, they, they go well beyond. Oh, and yeah. I try to teach when I'm in front of the classroom, please do not consider this your one and done. Do not come here just one time. Yeah. Get overwhelmed, leave, and miss all the, the fruits yeah. of, of how many people will open up to you the second time saying, oh, you're really serious about this dream you have. Um, you are brought to a lot of stages because of your book, Illuminate. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess we can segue to that for a second. But before we do, I just want to say, I do the same thing you do. I get gray for men. I add the gray in. Yeah, yeah. So it actually is very becoming. It looks really Thank good. You. <laughs> Thank you so very much. I think he's coming on to me right now. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is he's looking at me in a strange well, the, way. The other, liking it. Well, the other thing about Illuminate is I love the fact that you're able to drop real examples of companies that rhyme with with <laughs> now don't go there okay we won't go there. go there because this is recorded we can't. I, try, I try to cloak names you know so if, if I'm, I'm joking if I, if I work with a company like Apple I'll say I can't tell you what company it is but it rhymes with schmapple you know and people laugh so I, I'm not going to go yeah. that for the recording but, but yeah I do like giving um real life examples of the work that I've been doing for the last 30 years because I believe in in, in, in you know there's theories that are kind of cool but but when, when it's real, it's, it's different. So I believe in the power of positive expectation, but I like better the power of knowing. Uh, and we know about these things because we, we know they work because we've worked them. You know, it's a real deal. The rubbers hit the road. And so, um, quite frankly, I'm tired of people out there who talk about these theories and these ideas, but they've never really done it. Um, I mean, even the C word, there's a lot of coaches out there. There's some really good coaches, really valuable and meaningful coaches. But there's some other people that and they took a little course on coaching and, and they're trying to help, but they got no depth. They're a Hollywood set. And that bothers me, quite frankly. Um, so, I mean, you can't do that in medicine because there's rules. You know, you can't even do that in auto mechanics because there's rules and apprenticeship and whatnot. But you can in coaching. And so I, I, I say, you know, you know, they say, uh, what is it? Caveat emptor, buyer beware. I say, caveat vendedor, seller beware. Don't go out there hanging out a sh uh, shingle that you're, uh, you're going to be able to help all these people because you're a coach. Because when you do that, you invoke really bad karma and you're going to get found out. So anyway, uh, the cool thing about CEO space is, is that all the faculty, um, they're vetted. And now, which is so cool, vetted by two of our faculty who are spies. 
right? One was a, an intelligence agent, uh, the husband. The wife was a counterintelligence agent, Tanya and, and Justin. And between the intelligence and the counterintelligence, they even each other out and they don't know crap. Uh, but, <laughs> no, but what they do is they vet. Now they're, it's voluntary, I think. But we, we vetted and, um, you know, they want to make sure that we... Um, we're good people. <laughs> and, you know, we haven't broken laws. We don't have lawsuits against us. We're not whatever. I don't know what even they're they're well, looking at. We're not causing damage to the integrity of CS yeah. space. That's really. The and then there's that. Yeah. That and then there's that. Yeah, that little thing. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's kind of cool. So uh, the faculty. That's kind of cool thing too. It's like I, I come here and I sit in the faculty of my friends, but above friends, they're also my mentors. I got this one's teaching me about that, and that one's teaching me about this. I mean, it's just great. It's all hugs and whatnot. But but Maria, I just saw Maria. Maria is one of our Maria Speth. She's an amazing attorney. Very, she's a bulldog prosecutor, and she's an amazing attorney in intellectual property. And and she's a friend. And I, you know, I, I flew out on New Year's Eve from San Diego to, to to Phoenix to attend their New Year's Eve party. And and I just spoke for her law firm. I spoke for sixty five lawyers and and whatnot. And I got to really love her to be in a room with sixty five lawyers. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> and um and that's the depth of relationship and uh, her, their son is going to be doing a uh, crowdfunding uh, project for me. Their daughter is a friend of mine and she's a student at Post. And so the, the family relationship is really, really kind of cool, but make no mistake about it. Um, when I need services in that regard, I know who I'm going to go to. And she's not the only attorney. Another attorney's here and I'll go to, I'll go to Jason Webb or I'll go to you know, others. It, it, it's just so amazing having the depth of relationships in every aspect of business. And that's not just for me as faculty. That's the membership thing. These members get to know them. And I tell them, I said, look, whether you need intellectual property attorney or not, get to know these people for when the time is right. You now have, you know, who are you going to call? Ghost, but you know who are you going to call? Right. And, and you're known to them and they're known to you. Well, I've never seen anything like it. It's starting to come clear to me that you're like an advocate for the faculty members. <laughs> I mean, is that what you're saying? I mean, is that, is that what I'm supposed to be receiving? I'm, I'm a fan. I know. And I just, said to, I just said to the audience the other day, the group, and I said, by the way, CEO Space is the worst entrepreneurial uh, organization, training organization in the world. And they looked at me like I'm crazy, and I said, uh, except for all the rest, <laughs> which is to say it is the best. And, you know, Winston Churchill said that about de democracy. It's a democracy. Churchill said democracy is the worst form of a government uh, in the world, he said, except for all the rest. And I love that line. It's kind of a cool line. But, you know, we're, um, I don't want anybody to think this is a perfect organization. It's not. But it's the best out there. In fact, we just had a faculty meeting in uh, September, who's the president of the company, uh, who happens to be Bernie's wife, uh, came in and led a, a group in a conversation, and we talked as a faculty about how can we make this better, how can we make that better. This is a potential problem. And we're, we're, we're iterative. We're constantly trying to, to solve it. And I'm known as the elephant in the room guy, so I'll go, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not addressing the elephant in the room. And I did it again. You know, It's kind of interesting, um, but we're not afraid to look at it. And we do. And... I'm proud of that iterative process. Well, that brings me back to, I guess, the, the illuminate part. So yeah. why is that so vital for a company to illuminate? Well, you know, illuminate is sort of my sort of theme song, so to speak, because it's something that I've been doing <clears throat> for so many years in corporate America. And that is, 
um, and, and the book talks to it really well. Um, and that is where, whereas I believe in the positive mental attitude. I mean, I truly do. I've been through uh, all the different courses. I had the honor of meeting Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, Earl Nightingale, and some of the Ziegler, and so many of the wonderful people talking about positive mental attitude. But, you know, nowhere in the positive mental attitude literature, including Think and Grow Rich, does it say we should ignore negative issues. And I think a lot of people, Americans in particular, they want to take the fast track. You know what I'm saying? They want to take the easy way out. So I'm going to accentuate the positive and I'm going to eliminate the negative. And I go, no, 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 no. Accentuate the positive, yes, thumbs up, yo, positive mental attitude is beautiful. But don't eliminate the negative. I say illuminate it. Illuminate the negative and see what it is, see what's causing it. Don't dwell upon it. Illuminate in a positive light. Don't be a negative whiner. The Washington Post had said, are you, are you, you going like to draw, draw up uh, organizations to be uh, negative and whiners? I said, absolutely not. No, no, no. We want to illuminate the negative in a positive light. But, but if, God forbid, this little thing on my hand here was a melanoma, uh, I'm going to, what, accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative, so I'll put a Band-Aid over it? No. You've got to take that Band-Aid off, illuminate it, see what it is, face it, follow it, and fix it. Uh, and then move forward because it's crazy. So many of the issues, when you keep them in the dark, they multiply like mushrooms. But when you put them in the light of day, they will evaporate like a vampire, you know? And so that's the essence of that model. And so, of course, I'm going to bring that to CEO space. And so when we have an issue, I'm not going to let us um, uh, glance over any particular issue or problem. Not that we have a tendency to do it, um, but if it happens, because it happens naturally sometimes, I'm the illuminator who's going to say, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. What about... And so um, we've actually solved a couple of problems with the Illuminate model, and I, I, I'm, I'm happy to use it as an example, as I have so many through the years. Well, thank you for being on the show, David. I'm going to have you back again because I want to give you a full one-hour segment, so you'll actually be able to go way deep into all these different philosophical and wisdom what? pieces. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's leave the audience with one of your favorite quotes or something witty that you want to share. Uh, two quotes. Okay. One from Illuminate, which is, uh, you can't solve everything that you face, but you can't solve anything unless you face it. That's one quote that's been so meaningful. It's the, it's the seminal work that's within Illuminate. And then the other one is, um, I was thinking about the other day as I was doing some mentoring here at CEO Space, and it was something that came from Paul J. Meyer, not a very well-known guy, but he said, anything you, you could vividly imagine, ardently desire and enthusiastically act upon must inevitably come to pass. Beautiful. Thank you, David, for being an Amplified. You have now been Amplified. Ooh, yes, I am. Thank you very much. We are here in Las Vegas. We'll see you in the next segment. Well, that was David Corbin and Ken Vershawn. Next, we will hear Ken Vershawn with Justin Reckless. Enjoy. Hello, this is Ken Roshan. We are live in Las Vegas, and we are about to amplify Justin Reckla. Welcome, Justin. How you doing, Ken? Well, I'm doing better, uh, especially since we had a little opportunity to read some of the books. I mean, we were just uh, talking about Pat Simpson a little while ago. Oh, yeah. What yeah. a book. I mean, a lot of fun. A lot of fun with the book. What I love about the book is that he delivers what he says the title is. Like, it's, it is the big 365. It is. And, and, and the big smile on the front, yeah. when, when you get through the book, is ju it just, just 
that. And the danger is, it's supposed to save, you're supposed to save a page a day. Yeah. So you, at the end of the year, but you have... The, you know, the danger is you want to get through it in, in the first 30 minutes. I think the rec- my recommendation is find the ones you like and relive them. Uh, you go back to it on a daily basis when you, when you need that boost. Right. Pick them out and make it happen. And you know... We both wouldn't know Paz if it wasn't for C.O.S. No, but Paz is a great guy. He really is. But we also wouldn't know each other. No, this is where we, we met here at the space. And I have actually had every interview that I've done giving credit to Bernie and giving credit to C.O.S. Space for the introduction, for yep. the friendship, yep. and all the wisdom yep. and the collaboration yep. that came from these relationships. Yeah, our, our, I mean, our, our business wouldn't have come... come or would it, we wouldn't have a business if it wasn't for CEO Space. Uh, you know, we met Ray Speth, who was our club president. Uh, the first thing he did was get us on the phone with uh, with Bernie, and we had literally just left government and didn't know a thing about business. And we talked to Bernie, and he, you know, he gave us the big picture and the vision. And uh, literally six months later, we were actually teaching here on faculty, uh, teaching business owners how to protect themselves because we were counterintelligence agents. And we treasured that skill set over in the business, and we started teaching in December of 2012, teaching due diligence to business owners so they could protect themselves before they get involved with the wrong people. When was that? Uh, December 2012. Okay, so... so our, first, our first form was March 2012, and by December we were teaching here. Okay, so I thought we were on the same track, but you were like a, a year or two ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, we were a little, a little bit earlier, and then you, you came along, and of course with your brilliance and social media and everything that you've done for not only CEO space, but the members here and the connection that you've had to be able to grow this. I mean, we were working together and we've, I mean, you know, Neva, my daughter, so right. she's, uh, you know, she, you're, you're like Uncle Ken, so. And, and I'm, I'm glad to be part of the family. And as a matter of fact, uh, you actually create a family feel that people can be vulnerable because when they go through your process, yeah. you actually make sure they're safe. Yeah, and that's the thing. We teach, at, we teach transparency. And, you know, business is all about relationships. And bottom line, people are tired of getting ripped off. And we teach that by coming from transparency, you you literally shorten the gap of building trust because you're putting everything on the table saying, look, this is who I am, this is what I've done. And, and we've seen that with members of CEO space. We've seen that, that when you put it all on the table and you come from transparency, you're able to build your relationships that much quicker and accomplish your business and move forward a lot faster than you would if trying to figure out who's who and what's what. I like what your wife said uh, on stage today yeah. about, you know, you treat your kids like they're the most valuable asset in your life, yep. and then you say your business, that's just a different thing, <laughs> right? And so she says, you wouldn't trust just anybody no. with your daughter or your son. Yeah, why would because you, you love them. Yeah, why would you do that with your business? Exactly. You know? and, and I don't know about you, but I know when we first got started, and I know most startups and most entrepreneurs um, have lost sleep, have cried, have bled, you know, have wept, and, you know, everything that comes a part of a, a relationship, uh, they've done that with their business just like they have with their kids. And, you know, trusting your business to the wrong person you lose 15 grand, you lose six months worth of time, how, how, how's that going to set you back? Right. You know? Well, and, and it goes to, if you were to say, <clears throat> I have a baby or I have a child, and I don't have the money, so I guess it doesn't matter if yeah. I bet the person yeah. to take care of my kid. Exactly. I'm just going to put it out on the street corner. 
and see right. what happens. Well, or just anybody that's a stranger yeah. comes and takes care of. Yeah. We, we don't have the money to make sure this is the right person. Yeah. And as you're well aware of, if you have the wrong person with your kid, it's not just the bad things. It's the fact that they're not they're being ignored or that they're in an unsafe environment. They could do things that they're not being paid attention to. Yeah. There's just a, a whole array of problems. And unfortunately... <laughs> You don't know what those problems are until they happen, right? And it's it's the same in business. You know, the, the old way of doing business was, you know, I've got a need. You say you can meet that need. Let's do business. And then what happens? Three months go by. Thirty thousand dollars is gone, and the person wasn't able to deliver, or they never delivered, or you've lost all your intellectual property, or worst case scenario is, is you're never getting that money back, right? And, and especially if you're in startup mode or if you're, you know, a growing business, to lose that kind of money, to lose that kind of time because you didn't do your due diligence is, is a costly mistake. You want to do it with your kids, why would you do it with your business? Well, you can take any example. I mean, even like Paz's book. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whose book you're talking about. Yeah. If you have a book and you're going with a publishing company yep. and you sign a contract with them, let's say you pay them 5000 or even up to $30,000. Yep. How much would it cost for them to go to you to make sure that publishing company is legit? Because that's a lot of money to throw down. Yeah, if you're going to throw thirty grand out, <clears throat> see, here's the thing. <clears throat> Most big businesses like Apple and Microsoft, those guys have teams of counterintelligence agents protecting them. That got lost in the translation in small, small businesses. And so we've bridged that gap. And the reason why it got lost is because it used to cost a ton of money to hire somebody to do that. We made it affordable. Literally, 500 bucks. You can get a business vetted. You can get an individual vetted. And so, if you're going to be throwing thirty grand at somebody, due diligence on, on the front end is always less expensive than do uh, than clean up on the back end. So, I think in a program where we're talking about an expert, yeah, I like to make sure that expert, the audience knows how to reach you. So, why don't you yeah. just quickly say your name of your company, how people can reach you, and then we'll get right back. By all means. So, our website is avantgard.com. It's A B E N T. Dash G U A R D, or they can go to the Clear Business Direct Clear Business Directory .com, and our corporate line is eight 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 six one one six five six six. So you are not only one of the faculty at CEO Space, yes. but right now you're one of the primary focused faculty because you're on the main stage. Yep. You're teaching content that is so critical that if people that are coming to CEO Space do not attend your class and do the due diligence, yeah. they're actually walking away from here with a balloon of dreams is about to be popped. Exactly. And, and we, get, we get those horror stories all the time. I mean, literally, if I had a nickel for every time somebody said, God, I wish I would have known you six months ago, and I'd, be, I'd be a bazillionaire right now. Right. You know? But once they go through our class and they get that education here at CEO Space, they now start thinking different. They start asking those questions. They start right. doing that critical thinking, and they go out armed so they can protect themselves before they get involved with the wrong people. And I noticed in the CEO space, faculty directory, yeah. almost all the faculty have been vetted at this point. You're at, and you know what's beautiful about that is literally CEO space is the only business conference that can lay claim to that because the process that we've helped them implement and every faculty member that comes on board and teaches here has been vetted, been through our process, and been verified that they are who they say they are and can do what they say they can do. And that's powerful. It's, it's huge. It, it brings a level of comfort to the members that come here knowing that they're not going to get pitched, knowing that they're not going to get scammed, knowing that CEO space has taken that step to protect its members 
to make them feel comfortable as to avoid what happens at other conferences. Well, let's forget about the word comfort, vulnerable. Oh, yeah. They can be completely vulnerable here and they're not going to be taken advantage no, of. No, exactly. I mean, and that's the beautiful thing. And that's that, that's that whole transparency piece of, look, here's who I am. This is who I work for. This is what I've done. These are my ups. These are my downs. You know, let's go forward and build something great. In my uh, my previous umbrella life, I was a DJ. Yeah. <clears throat> and when brides would uh, be making a decision about who they're going to hire for their DJ, ironically, you know, obviously everything comes down to budget. But they, <laughs> they would say, man, uh, that's a lot of money for a DJ. And we're talking about a price differential of 500 maybe maybe $1,000. Yeah. And admittedly, you're talking about possibly double the price. Sure. But I would ask them, tell you what, let's forget about the $2,000 price tag. How about I pay you two thousand dollars and I get to ruin your wedding? They're like, no way! Like it's such a spin. <laughs> you put, yeah, you flip it. <laughs> like um, you are, you have a fifty thousand dollar or twenty five thousand dollar wedding, and the DJ is probably one of the the most important vendors yeah. that are going to create the happiness, the atmosphere, <laughs> you know, the, the whole nine yards, right? Yeah. And so you can you can scrimp on some flowers, you can scrimp on a lot of things, but that entertainment could make or break it. Yep. Admittedly, the alcohol is probably a second because sure. the more inebriated people are, the more silly and fun they have. But my point is. That is so funny that people say, I'm going to start a business, I'm going to put all this time, I'm going to get a business plan, I'm going to get all this stuff, and you know what, I'm just going to hire someone I feel pretty good about. Yeah, you know what we call that? <clears throat> we, we call that the savior mentality. Right. That's the way you put the blinders on and go, oh God, please let it work out, and, and if it doesn't, it really doesn't. Well, and also, someone that um, does not belong in the company, i.e. they've been vetted and they're the wrong person, they, yep. they have a bad background, they're probably the best actor. Yeah. They, they've done it before, yeah, and it's just a routine for them. Well, and the, the, the issue is a lot of people say, well, I did, well, I did a background <clears> check on him. That's awesome. At least that's something. But the issue with background checks is it's only good if the person's been caught. Right. It's only, I mean, because most people that are out there scamming people for five to $10,000 aren't being prosecuted, aren't being taken to civil court for litigation because most business owners aren't going to sue somebody for five to $10,000 because... It's going to cost them fifty grand to get back the ten, and it's just not Bad worth math. it. And yeah. so those scamsters and the frosters are able to keep getting away with it over and over and over again because there's nothing to show it. But with us and our and what our process shows is that pattern behavior, so you can make an educated decision before you get involved with those type of people. Love what you said today about uh, how to circumvent the system uh, when when someone's fraudulent. They're going to make their own testimonials. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're going to make their own. <laughs> I mean, does it cost anything? No. No. I mean, we, we, and we've seen that. Right. You know, we, we've seen that on on books. We've seen that on uh, websites. We've seen that uh, uh, any, anywhere. And and what good is that? Do you are you sure? I mean, how can you tell that whether or not that person's actually worked with that celebrity or that celebrity actually said that? How do you know that? And just because they got a picture with them doesn't mean anything. They, they could have run into that individual at, uh, at, at an event, got a picture, and then threw a quote up on their website, right? right. So those, those types of techniques are, are really designed to add that layer of credibility, and most people aren't willing to look under the surface and ask the question, how do I know that person actually said that? And really ask, how do I know that? So someone setting up a business, it's not like they have to get a big loan. No. They just have to budget on the low side, 500 bucks yeah. to do business with you guys. Yep. And the $500 could be a key person, but it could be anybody that's in the organization. Yeah. So yeah, it's anybody. a no-brainer. Whether it's a service provider, a C-level uh, executive, a uh, consultant, an advisor, essentially if it's going to cost you time, money, and there's people involved, 
for 500 bucks, you can have, a, have peace of mind in knowing that the person that you're getting involved with is actually legitimate or not. So why did you get in this business? Um, well, being, you know, both Tony and I are both former uh, Army counter intel. Uh, my personal belief is that business owners and entrepreneurs have the ability to shape the way this country goes, build bigger and better mousetraps, create jobs, change the economy, and, and find ways to make good things happen. That can't happen if they're out there losing their, their butts on getting involved with the wrong people. They're getting ripped off. They're losing time. They're losing money. And so we were able to bring a skill set to the table that keeps those business owners protected. Um, most people don't leave the counterintelligence arena. And when we did, uh, to know that we had the ability to translate that skill set over into small business and help protect those people... Really what keeps us going every day is, is really knowing that we are contributing to people so they can go out, fulfill their dreams, and contribute to the world, and that we, we get to play a small part of that with each company that we serve. And actually a big part, because it's the difference of yeah. whether they're in business or not. Whether they're in business or not. And I would say you. your artist mentality, your visionary mentality, your ADD mentality, your inventor mentality, yeah. they typically need a team around them. So or, or they're going to sink, and they're so brilliant in their one skill set or their couple skill sets, but they are completely oblivious. Well, that's the thing is, is the visionaries, the inventors, the CEOs, the ones that are the dreamers, the ones that have that vision are focused on the future, on where they want to be. And so they don't have the mindset or the capacity to come down into the minutiae, into the details of whether or not this person's going to work out or not. And so oftentimes they make that decision from, a, well, he really likes me or she really likes me and they love what I'm doing and they can, they said they can help me and they don't, ask, they don't stop and ask, you know, well, what do I know about this person? How do I know it? What do I need to know? And then what happens is they get involved with it and it comes to find, come to find out that, that the person that they got involved with, they themselves don't have the, the bandwidth to help that person or there was no legitimacy to what they were offering in the first place. And then, of course, miscommunications, expectations, it's not down in writing, but I thought it was in writing. All those kinds of conversations happen and then... Time and money is lost, and finger pointing happens to where if you bring it back in and do a little bit of due diligence on the front end, and if you are the visionary for your own business, if you can't do that for yourself, have somebody on your team that can do it for you. That's what we're here for as well. We, we serve as those advisors. But everybody here at CEO Space, we come back, and everybody's got access to us for free. Right. For, for the entire forum that they're here, and we offer free consults all the time, and I turn away more business than I than, than, than we actually engage in because when somebody calls me and says, "Hey, I want to, I want you to pay you to look into this person," in order for me to look into them, I got to know what you know, what you know. I ask you a few couple a couple a uh, couple of questions. Come to find out, you haven't asked any, and I, I'll tell you, go ask this, this, and this, and depending on the answer, if you still want me to look into the person, I will, but most oftentimes, we're able to give those, those uh, business owners just enough information to ask those questions that when they get the answers back, they already know that they don't, they're not going to engage that person. Well, so that we can actually help our audience, what are some of the questions you advise? Well, the, my favorite is... Uh, before you get involved with anybody, the, the number one question you should be asking somebody is, how do I do my due diligence on you? And if they pause and stop and go, well, what's that? <laughs> Ask them, you know, what kind of questions should I be asking to verify 
that you are who you say you are and that you can actually do what you say you can do, especially if it's about a service that you know nothing about, you know, if it's very tech savvy and, and you don't know a whole lot about the tech sector, you know, what is it that I need to know about the technology? What is it that I need to know about um, the type of services that you provide? What does that look like? What, my favorite, another one of my favorites is, what are the deliverables? And get a clear definition as to what can be expected for the deliverables, along with due dates. When can I expect that? By how long does that take you? What happens if you don't deliver by the expected delivery date? How do you make up for that? And it's going to be those details that are going to get you some answers that if they can't provide you a solid answer with, you've got more questions than you do answers, you need to take a harder look before you engage those individuals. Well, I can't believe it, but our segment is like... I know, by quick. Boom. <laughs> so I would love it if we uh, have a favorite book and maybe the favorite quote if you want to end the, the segment with those. By me, so uh, one of the biggest books that I've... One of the biggest books that had the biggest impact on my life was um, you know, Outwitting the Devil. Uh, one, of, one of my favorites. I mean, literally, uh, if you're on the entrepreneurial path, it's definitely uh, uh, a book you need to read, right? Um, and Napoleon Hill, you know, he, he captures the essence of what it means to be uh, uh, um, an entrepreneur. And got to go to Reagan for my favorite quote, trust but verify. Uh, before you get involved with anybody, trust but verify. Well, I want to have you on for another segment because oh, I felt like, like this went by too quick, and I know Pat stole the show for it's a little okay. bit of it. But uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about other advices you'd give. For instance, someone makes it through your, your vetting because yeah. they've never been caught. Yeah. What's the next screening? Because what if they were uh, going to embezzle you? Is there ways to put things in place? So oh, we'll, right. we'll definitely. We can talk about that, yeah. So again, give people a way to reach you. Awesome. They can, uh, they, they go to clearbusinessdirectory.com. Uh, or Recla Group, R-E-C-L-A Group.com. Those lead both back to, uh, to our main website. And again, our corporate line is 888-611-6566. And your company? And our company is the Recla Group, Avant-Garde Due Diligence Conveting Solutions. And you have been amplified. Thanks a lot, Justin. Thanks. That was Ken Rashawn and Justin Recla. Next, you will hear Ken Rashawn and Jason Webb. Enjoy. Hello, this is Ken Roshan. We are recording live in Las Vegas at CEO Space Forum 1015, and I have the pleasure of being with one of the most gorgeous faculty men that is actually teaching at CEO Space. Jason Webb is a great friend of mine, and he actually helps protect businesses, and I've been so excited about actually having some time that we could carve out so I could interview him, but also have him share what an impact he makes. Jason, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ken. <laughs> so I, I feel like I have to explain this whole gorgeous thing. Um, the uh, first time I was made a faculty member here at CEO Space, then I didn't really go through an onboarding process. So I wasn't quite sure why I was on faculty. I just realized that I was teaching a class and I had to show up for it. And um, so that during that forum, then uh, they uh, had all the faculty up front and they said, you know, introduce yourselves, say who you are and why you're up here. And uh, when I was trying to think of why I was up there, I wasn't quite sure. So when it came to me, then I said, well, I'm just really good looking. And, um, and uh, that has stuck with me ever since then. And it's been five years now. <laughs> so, Well, since you talked about the faculty at CEO Space, uh, first of all, I don't think we'd know each other if it wasn't for CEO Space. Yeah, yeah. And 
I have to say that every single person I've met on faculty at CEO Space not only becomes a friend, but a very valuable friend because they are able to move from business strategist or consultant all and to, hey, I'm a friend, I got your back, and just give you nice advice. So tell me about uh, how that's impacted your business. Yeah, so there's there's a culture here um, at CEO Space of high performance, but also high connection and uh, you know friendship, loyalty, openness, that sort of a thing, and being able to share and help each other out. And so when you when you gather people together who all value those things, then you end up with a lot of really diverse, high talent people who are ready to mix it up and make things happen and and make a difference and make an impact in each other's lives. So it's yeah, it's been fantastic for me. How long have you been with CS Space? Since two thousand five. Okay, so, so about uh, about ten years, yeah. And you actually um, tithe your time. I mean, you're actually here, not being paid. You're right. you're investing in the opportunity to actually help people. Right, exactly. And with no expectation. Right. Which I love because in all the interviews I've done, I don't think I've emphasized enough that every faculty member is here, not only not selling and not pitching, but there is not actually an intention to talk, try and acquire clients. Now, if they find that your services are valuable and they trust you, that's their prerogative after CEO Space to connect with you. And with that said, how do people connect with you? Right. So uh, my website is jpweb.us, and web is with two Bs, and JP is like Jason Patrick. Um, you can also email me at jason at jpweb.us. And, um, yeah. So and well, also one of your other favorite method, methods of reaching you is Facebook, if I recall. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can reach me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Kicking and screaming, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm there. I'm, I'm on social I know. media. And I'm, and I'm glad you are, Jason. Yep. Yep. Um, the thing that's so cool about Jason is he does some of the biggest events in the United States. And CO Space is not a big event from a quantity standpoint, but it's a very big event from a quality standpoint. But you do South by Southwest. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, how big is that event? I think there's 100,000 people that go there. Right. So and I was so honored when you said, hey, I'm going to South by Southwest next year. I'll tell you how you actually have to apply for it. And you gave me the ins and outs. And I got to tell you, if, if you hadn't told me that stuff, I think it would be just one more year I wouldn't be at South by Southwest. Not only that, right. I, I didn't really know about it. Mm-hmm. And so you shared the value of it. You shared that kind of the ins and outs of how to get considered. Right. And I, I, I guess the... Whether we know that I'm working with you or not, I know I'm going, and, and thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, tell us about what your specialty is and why you were brought to CEO Space. Right. So my specialty is, is I mean, I mean besides, property. I mean, besides the good looking. Besides the good looking. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Mostly, I just skate by on my good looks. That's uh, that's really that's really how it goes. But um, the story I tell everybody is that I'm an intellectual property attorney, and so I focus on patents, trademarks, copyrights, licensing, those sorts of things. Uh, my background, uh, my technical background is physics and numerical modeling, so I do a lot of uh, software patents too, but I also do a lot of mechanical and you know nutraceutical, chemical compounds, those sorts of things. I don't do really heavy biotech, gene tech, or really deep organic chemistry. Yeah, you really need a PhD in those areas for that, but pretty much everything else then I can get up to speed on. So that sounds pretty impressive, what you're able to actually advise people on. sounds like you need more than like a middle school education for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of schooling involved, and and you know, and patent attorneys are kind of weird to begin with, just because you have to to be a patent attorney, you have to have a science or technical background in your undergraduate degree, and then you have to decide that you want to 
for a living read, write, and talk to people. And if you know very many engineers, the last thing that they want to do is read, write, and talk to people. And so you've got to, um, and, and then if you know people who love to read, write, and talk to people, the last thing they want to do is go do math and science. So, so you've got to be this special kind of bridge of a person, and, uh, but then having that unique capability gives me the ability to really help people in ways that, that otherwise I couldn't. So. I kind of refer to that as a renaissance mentality, i.e. using left and right brain uh, simultaneously or in complement to each other. Right. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Um, so you do uh, a couple other events that are rather interesting. I, I mm-hmm. don't have my notes to recall what they are. What are some of the events that you shared with me that you do? Okay. So uh, I love uh, role-playing games and board games, those sorts of things. And so there's an event in Indianapolis called Gen Con. It's the biggest uh, role-playing show you know in the world and it's the longest running one and so I teach there so I go there and I teach uh, classes every day and people come you know 50 people will show up to my class and we learn about intellectual property um, in, a, in kind of a gaming context and then um, and then I play games for uh, for the, you know after I've done with all my classes I play games for the rest of the day and I love it it's one of my favorite shows and I've met some really great clients there and um you know, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. This brings a couple questions naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, a lot of people come to that convention role playing you, being you? No, 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 nobody's ever cosplayed me. Okay, and, <laughs> and I, you know, with Halloween being around the corner, is that also causing kind of a tipping point that people are being you for Halloween? Right, right, yeah, exactly. It's the it's the new fad. If you if you go into the, the stores, you know, that's that's like their hottest selling. Costume is Jason the IP attorney. Yeah, I'm telling you what, my son really wants to be. He's two years old, and he mm-hmm. just pointed to the costume, and right. they have it for four years. It was oh, so hard to explain. <laughs> You're two. When you're four, we can get you that. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so um, I think what would be really interesting to share is when do you need your service, mm-hmm. and when do you not need it, but when you don't use it when you need it? What does that really What's a risk? Right. So um, the times when people really need to talk to me are when they've come up with some really cool new idea for their business, right? Either a, a really great new brand, really great, great new product. They've written something fantastic and they need it protected, right? So when you've got some new and unique that's special, commercially valuable, then you need to talk to an intellectual property attorney. Um, another time when you need to talk to someone like that is if you get a cease and desist letter or some other threat that you know that you need to quit infringing on someone else's right. That's another time when you really need to talk to someone like me. Um, or um, if you are already working with an intellectual property attorney and um, and you don't feel like you're being treated right, then you probably should look around and see if you know other intellectual property attorneys would treat you the same way. So, um, and you know, that might be maybe they're billing you too much or they aren't, aren't giving you respect or they aren't paying attention to you, right? Uh, sometimes that happens. And in those cases, then yeah, you need to, you need to look around and, and make sure you've got a good match. Can you give an example without, you know, proprietary information of a situation that really you caused a big win for them? Yeah, so uh, so I have a friend, and he's a client, and he was working with a really big law firm out of Chicago, and uh, you know they really were really expensive, and they really knew their stuff, and they were working on him with the patent and fighting with the patent office to get the patent, and they had been fighting for about two years 
didn't have the patent yet, and um, and it, it seemed to uh, my friend that they were going around in circles. And so he asked me to, to help, and I didn't take over the file. I just looked at the file and, and said, well, I think we should do this and this and this, and I think that would allow us to get the patent. And so I made some suggestions for the claim amendments, and they went ahead and filed those, and the, the response was that they got the patent. And so it, um, he tells me that he uh, pretty much turned uh, things around for the company, and that without that patent, they would have gone out of business. So, so he was really grateful for that. Lots of inventors would need someone like you. Yeah, yeah, lots of inventors need someone like me. Anybody who, who feels like they have something unique and different to offer the world, and they're going to do it through business of some kind, those, those are the people that have intellectual property that's worth protecting. What I love about CEO Space is you actually volunteer your time for about an hour and a half per uh, sitting, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm -hmm. in which people can actually pick your brain, ask you questions off the clock, mm -hmm. and you have been helpful to me, I know to so many others, and I don't think people really understand when they're making an investment uh, to go to a CEO Space experience that what they're getting from you for free is actually by itself worth the ticket, so to speak. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't set up yourself correctly, you are actually stressing your system. Right. And uh, Robert Johnson was one of the people that actually taught me that terminology. Like, mm -hmm. there's always a stressor in your system. Yeah. And if you don't identify what it is, you don't know what's going to break. When it breaks, what's the damage going to be, and will it cripple you? Right. And uh, I, I really enjoyed talking with him because I said, oh, so you're kind of letting people see the future. Yeah. He goes, no, I'm really magnifying Mm -hmm. what the future could look like. Right. Yeah, because you can choose it. Mm -hmm. And so you're exactly. allowing choices through the advice you're giving yeah. so they can make educated decisions instead of just blindly going into, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I should have done that. And so many people, I'm sure, go to you afterwards and say, I wish I had hired you or I didn't know that this was... Yeah, or I wish I would have met you five years ago right. and I could have avoided that whole lawsuit. And it's also not just about the money. It's the, mm -hmm. the time investment. I yeah. mean, if you're talking about five years, you could be talking about 5,000 billable hours that were mm -hmm. actually spent the wrong way instead of on the business, right. the new business they would have created. Yeah. So let's talk a, a little bit about your mentors. Why did you get into this? I mean, you're in a very specialized field. Yeah. And I imagine you've, you've had some pretty amazing people to guide you or inspire you to be in this field. Yeah. Uh, well, so actually, me coming into this field was almost an accident. Um, my original plan was to be a professor at a university, do plasma physics research, and teach. And uh, I love physics because physics is how you understand the universe, and that's what I want. I want to understand as much as I can uh, about everything, about um, you know, about life, and about what it means to be human, and, and about you know, what are the properties of this universe that we're in, and that, that's really exciting to me. And uh, but what I what I was feeling at the time when I was getting ready to go to graduate school was that I was going to be focusing in a narrower and progressively narrower areas. And I wasn't going to get to understand everything. I was going to understand a whole lot about something really, really small. And that bothered me. And I was talking to a friend about it, and he was going to law school at the time, and he said, oh, uh, I've been meaning to tell you, I keep forgetting, you should be a patent attorney. This whole physics thing is not right for you. And, um, and at first that sounded ridiculous, and he said, no, 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 you need to check it out. So I checked it out, and, and it was delicious to me. 
Um, you know, I am surrounded by people that are creative, they're positive, they're energetic, they're intelligent, they're making a difference, and I am hit from all angles as far as what kind of technology I, I work on. I've, I've done memory devices for computers, I've done laser um, devices, I've done jet engines, I've done blankets, um, I've done uh, health products, uh, you know, like you know, pills that you take or things you drink. Um, I've done it all. Right? And it's just really exciting that I don't know what's going to come, you know, what, what, what I will be learning about. And, and it's also very exciting for me to be part of the advancement of technology. And I'm there right at the very beginning, and I love that. So you're one of those guys that gets to see something as a finished product on a shelf and say, I had something. I know the background. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. I get to walk through Home Depot and point to things and say, you know, that, that my... Uh, that's part, that's part of what I did. Now, I do the same thing, but I really didn't have anything to do with the proprietary information. I just say, I had I did something. That. <laughs> I did my, my, my grandfather convinced all of us that he and his brother invented fiberglass when we were little kids. And we loved it. We were so excited. He had all these great stories. And I get home and I tell my dad about it. And he said, no, none of that's true. <laughs> well, I, I had a lot of people convinced that I invented the catastrophic converter. And, uh, mm-hmm. The catastrophic <laughs> converter. <laughs> Excellent. Because I owned a couple cars that had it. And they were like, how do you build this thing? <laughs> exactly. exactly. So um, we, we feed our mind with uh, the books. We feed our mind with uh, the people we meet and, and what they say to us. And also quotes. Uh, you want to share some of the... Things you've learned, some gold nuggets, either through CEO space or outside of CEO space, your choice. Yeah, uh, so I love um, Dave Corbin's whole concept of, of illuminating the negative, right? Um, you know, you accentuate the positive, but you illuminate the negative. And, and I, uh, in our firm, we have a, a, a culture of open communication. And that it's okay to talk about bad things or mistakes or things that have happened, right? Because that's how we improve. That's how we get better. And it's, you know, you don't have to be a perfect person because nobody's a perfect person. We're real people, right? Our tagline is real people, real progress. And, and what we mean by that is, you know, uh, we're real people. We're lawyers, but we're people, right? So I, I, I don't talk down to my clients. I connect with them, right, As, uh, on a personal level. And that's how we communicate, and we need to talk uh, in ways that are effective, and we also need to realize that, you know, uh, we live in a real world, and things happen, and it's not, uh, it's not that we're perfect, it's that we can be perfect in how we deal with what happens, right? And so um, what that has done is that has allowed us to illuminate the negative, and therefore be, make systematic changes in how we do things. And our law firm does things in ways that are fairly different from what other law firms do. But um, some of our statistics are a lot better than the average law firm. And that's because we've been willing to look at that and willing to shine light on it and make improvements on it. So, yeah. I have to say that in this interview, I've actually learned more about you. And even though we spend a lot of time talking about possibilities, uh, strategies, helping other people, just hearing your love for science and specifically mm-hmm. physics, I taught physical chem- uh, physical chemistry or oh, physical awesome. science. It's called yeah. physical science. Yeah. And I touted that it was the best course in the entire world because it was mm-hmm. a study of matter and energy. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> How can you beat that? Like, right. there's no kid that can say I hate science and then say I won't use it. Like, right. I won't use anything that has to do with science. Like, you'll call them out, like, okay, you're sure. 
okay? Right. You brush your teeth. And yeah. so uh, I, my love for science is probably another reason yeah. why it resonates so much. Oh, that's cool. So I, I learned that, and I guess you probably learned that I'm probably one of the funniest hosts on uh, you know, the radio. So that's Certainly. Pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so um, There's no doubt. So let's uh, finish uh, with a nice quote, if you will, if, I, if I'm not putting you on the spot, or, or you can tell me a book that you're reading that uh, would make a difference to our audience, or both. Uh, so books. Uh, I love the book called Getting More. It's a sales book, but it is a sales book that is really about making the pie bigger and how you can get what you want and they get what they want. And it's not like a win-win thing. It's a, um, it's getting more. So a great book, great book, really cool. useful, easy to, to implement, and you can get great benefits from it. Um, and yeah, so that's the one that comes to mind. Okay, cool. And uh, we are actually in the wrap-up mode, so I just want to acknowledge you, first of all, that before I met you, I did slip and call lawyers liars. I mean, that was kind of uh-huh. from, the, from the film. Right. And uh, it, it resonated with me because I hadn't literally been treated like an up-and-up or how you treat an equal. Yeah. And I have to say, you are so transparent, you're so giving. I would recommend you to anybody. You know, Whitney Lipton Dipner, she literally gives your name to everybody. I've, I've seen her. If the law comes into the picture in the conversation, mm-hmm. she says, you got to call Jason. So you have so many people that believe in you. You have so many people that trust you and I thank you for the difference you make, and that's why we wanted to amplify you. Cool. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. That was Ken Roshan and Jason Webb. We are excited for the next week episode, same time, same channel. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.